Welcome to the Horror Flicks and Music Mix Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Dustin. And I'm Kevin. On this podcast, we discuss horror films and scores with both fans of the genre and professionals of the music and film industry. Our goal with this podcast is to meld our love of horror with our passion for music, hoping to inspire our listeners to appreciate all elements of the art of film. Well, we have a guest today. A guest. Hello. 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 I guess I'll introduce our guest, Alex. Of course. My name is Alex. Um, Alex plays bass in... In... Motorhead. Motorhead. <laughs> no. <laughs> Clearly not. Um, I play bass in Dustin's band, Keeper Vinsmith. Uh, Recently on 89.7. Yeah. yeah but we've been playing for... We've been playing just for like a year? Question mark? October, yeah. And mm-hmm. then before that, it was like two years of just getting shit ready. Yeah. Like yeah. eight tracks, ultimately. Yeah, it was. Um, so, yeah. Alex, tell us a bit about you. Oh, about me? Um, <laughs> um, I play bass. Um, I enjoy playing frisbee golf, disc golf. Um, I have a kid. I love her very much. Woo! Um, I like to watch movies. I like to watch horror movies. They, these things don't bother me. Um, probably not as much as these guys. <laughs> that is a good uh, segue into our second question. What's okay. your history with horror movies? Um, you want me to like talk about when I was a kid? Yeah, Whatever, like, yeah, was, like, like your first horror. Yeah. Okay, um, probably just like surfing. If I'm being totally honest, like just surfing channels on cable TV, mm-hmm. and and then when I remember specifically when the channel guide came on. I could see the title of these, like, what you wanted to watch, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. I specifically remember seeing two movies, um, Jeepers Creepers. Oh. Um, randomly, I'm probably, like, HBO channels that aren't coming all the way through. Oftentimes, those movies, at least when I was a kid, had static. You can you know, oh, like, yeah. really watch, like, uh-huh. um, And then I think the other one, some, some indie movie or something, I'm sure. Can't remember the name of it. I didn't really watch it yeah you know what i'm saying but uh and it scared the you know the shit out of me out Mm -hmm. back then and i that's always just been thrilling so i've I've never been afraid to watch horror movies i guess i can i can understand you know there's a suspension of disbelief there Mm -hmm. and because of that you can jump into a movie like that right and so i can understand that these things aren't happening to me right now like this is just a movie yeah that's kind of what i said in uh, one of our introduction takes. I don't know. If we, yeah, I was like, oh, I'm not getting murdered, <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. And, and even in the movies that are a little more realistic, where I don't know, like just off the top of my head, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. It's a little more. Oh yeah, you know, it's based on real stories. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's still horrifying. But even you're like, well, at least that's not me. <laughs> but like in Evil Dead, we're talking about today, it's kind of like, oh, that's definitely not going to be yeah. anytime soon. That makes it that that adds to the separation of my opinion. It's like, wow, this is so extreme. Like, this would never happen to anybody. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, what are some of your favorite horror films? Um, I really like Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. Um, what comes to mind right away is the Sinister movies. Like, mm. the thrill of it. You know, that first Bagul is great. Yeah, the, the first one is great. Right? Like, it is totally terrifying enough. Oh, yeah. Although it's not the most, like, gory thing. Mm-hmm. Pretty gory at times, actually. Yeah. Anyways, um, Dustin has gotten me into a lot of like the older stuff, like um, Reanimator. Uh-huh. And I have come to appreciate those kinds of movies a lot more because of Dustin. Yeah. Um, like Basket Case is definitely one of my <laughs> favorite <laughs> movies. And I've only that's seen good. that in the last year. Yeah. And we watched that in a hotel room. Oh, that's good. 
<laughs> yeah, we were out of town. I'm like, yeah. well, at least I got shut up. Um, so. Those are the ones that come to mind. I've always loved Evil Dead, and that's why I insisted on being on this show. Sweet. There we go. Yeah. Uh, that goes into what are your overall thoughts on the movies that we are discussing today? The two specifically or the whole franchise? Um, Today. Maybe yeah, just two. these two. Okay. The two. Um, I can appreciate them for what they are, you know. Um, I, I I seem to disagree with you guys. You guys like this one a little bit more, 2013. I really like Rise because of the stark contrasts. Like, they're not in a fucking cabin in the woods. Mm. You know, I, I appreciate some of the changes, like the character development, the character relationships. Okay. I can appreciate, like, the city landscape. Um, something specifically that I cared for was, like, the first one to be possessed, her name's Ellie, the mother. The contrast in her character is, like, so colorful, like, very pale white skin and red hair. You know, things like that. Like, that makes mm-hmm. for a great poster, you know? Yeah. Those, those kinds of changes, what they are bringing to it, are what I really appreciate about this. Okay. Film. And so, um, right. 2013, really good. I, t- I think the kills are a little bit more brutal in that one. Yeah. This, yeah. <laughs> they, they went all out on this. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I like I like both of the movies well enough. I like the original trilogy. Yeah, I was gonna say, I was gonna ask like oh, original yeah. trilogy. What's for sure. Oh, okay. Um, what's my go ahead. like overall thoughts? Like, what's of the? Is it like you just love them all, or is it just I yeah. really like Evil Dead Two and Evil What One and Army Darkness and. You don't like that one as much? No, I like it. I'm okay. saying I like. I just don't know where you're at. No, yeah, yeah no, I, I love, love the original actually. trilogy exactly for what mm-hmm. it is. So I always felt like two Evil Dead Two. Was just like a reimagining or retelling of Evil Dead One, right? It's like, my personal favorite. Yeah, Evil Dead I, the first oh, one. I love I love all of them, but number yeah. two, I've watched the most times. Okay, for sure. Yeah, and so I, yeah, I feel like if two is your favorite, it's a lot easier to appreciate the third movie. Yeah, but between the two of them, I don't know which one I like more, honestly. And they're almost the same movie, right? Like, almost. Yeah. yeah. Um. Gosh, I might. Out of the three, if I had to pick one to just watch right now, it'd probably be Army of Darkness. Okay, that's just cool. because of the goofy silliness, but also like fleshes out Ash as a character. Bruce Campbell really honed it there. Oh, it's great. And man. then um, probably equally as brutal, right? Oh yeah, and yeah. it's I just I love the setting, you know, historical setting mm-hmm. a little bit, and it's just unique. And the skeleton army, I like. Yeah, that's I like what cool. Sam oh, yeah, Raimi the, does. Um, his yeah. campiness there, and every in in any like movie that he's done, Spider Man, Doctor Strange. Oh yeah, oh no, I'm a big Raimi fan too. So, well, awesome. Well, we're gonna start off talking about Evil Dead 2013 by Fede Alvarez. I'm pretty sure I'm saying that first name correctly. Um, so let's talk with overall thoughts, Dustin. How did you hear about this movie? Come across it? Um, hearing about it, uh, it was like ten years ago. I don't remember, but I know <laughs> that I was there probably opening night. Mm-hmm. to see it in theaters. I saw it in theaters multiple times. Uh, I was pumped when it came out, and then when it came out on DVD, I bought it. Just, just kept watching it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, I don't remember exactly. Probably, like, you know, the internet or something. It's like, oh, new Evil Dead remake. And I was like, let's fucking yeah. go. But yeah, that's kind of how I heard about it. What about you, Kevin? Yeah, for me, I... So... I mean, I still watched, like, horror films and stuff in, like, 2013, 2014. That was in a weird time in life where I was still trying to finish up college, and movies weren't my biggest, you know, emphasis. But I would say five or six years ago, I finally watched this, and I was like, oh, damn, that's good. Um, So I didn't 
you know, I knew of it, but I didn't watch it the year it came out. And I missed a lot of the horror movies at that time period of my life. So now I'm going back and like, wow, I'm revisiting a lot of good ones. Alex, how about you? Did you watch, did you see this when it came out or? 2013, yeah. Um, not not opening night or anything, but I remember watching it in theaters. I think I was. Cool, okay. Jeez, oh, I was still in high school. Or no, 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 no. Two years after high school. Yeah. So. So I think I'm just a year older than you. So it's like. Yes. So yeah. Okay. okay. Sorry. No, I don't <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so let's start off with, before our spoilers, let's do a spoiler-free short summary, <clears throat> if you'd like to do that, Sir Dustin. Uh, yeah, I wrote up a little thing on my own. Yeah. With my brain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, spoiler-free. Short summary. <clears throat> A group of friends retreat to an old family cabin in order to help their friend Mia get through her drug withdrawals. They then find out that some demonic rituals may have taken place in the cabin's basement. Upon inspecting what had happened in the basement, they find and read from the Book of the Dead, thus unleashing a demonic entity that possesses Mia and a trip to the cabin they will soon regret. A lot of trigger warnings for this one. I mean, it's Evil Dead, so... We've got, well, just like in the original, we have, you know, trigger warning here. Um, we have rape. In this case, it's rape by vines, just by like vines. in the original. Um, this one's a little more brutal, I think, but I'll get to that. It, extreme gore, like, if you don't like, I mean, if you're kind of like, ah, some gore's fine. This is, you still want to double check yourself on this because... Every appendage is broken or stabbed or cut. They do or, not hold back. They don't hold back even in the slightest. Um, and I was this most sad about uh, animal death. I mean, we don't see the animal die, but, you know, I just held my puppy the a little pup. bit tightly after that. Rest yeah. in peace, Grandpa. I know, Pups. poor Grandpa. So I've got a spoiler review. I'll try to make it a bit briefer, but now we're getting to spoiler territory. So if you haven't seen this, please go watch it. It's great especially if you like just that gonzo crazy horror and also appreciate the original evil dead trilogy you will enjoy this for sure um uh, yep so i know alex you have notes too so yeah, yeah kevin's just going to kind of go through the whole thing so me and you can just jump in yeah i'll stop at times and just ask like what you guys have i just gave a overview and some of my thoughts and then we'll kind of dig deep into our favorite scenes favorite effects the score which i loved the score for this this was excellent um so i look forward to talking more about that too but all right here we go here it is so movie opens we have a girl walking through a forest she's bleeding um she is caught by two hick looking woodsmen they say got the bitch it's like okay (laughs) got me um so they were now waking up in the basement a woman is in I guess she's speaking Welsh. Why not? Um, she's reading from the Necronomicon saying that, you know, she needs to be cleansed. She needs to be cleansed. The, the people that capture her, I guess, are people from the village. And we find that this girl's father is the one who captured her and realized she has to purify her. And then she's like, you know, where's mom? Where's mom? The dad says, mom is dead, baby. You killed her. The dad then pours oil on her and she starts freaking out. Her deadite self is telling him to fuck off. And then <laughs> I will rip your soul out and brutal, just this soundtrack just blasts right in. And then she's 
you know, burned alive and the dad blasts her head off with a shotgun. And then boom, great opening sequence. And we got the strings and music. what did you guys feel about that intro just to get us right into the movie? It definitely sets the tone. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I have written down here. Yeah. yeah. Epic title card. Yes. Um, it, it all was played out very well. It, it leaves you wondering what's about to happen still. Right. Yeah. Like, and then it cuts away and eventually, eventually it all comes together, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we get, yeah, the opening sequence and then we all of a sudden are descending down into a, you know, into a road in a heavily forested area. I was like, oh, we're used to seeing this, um, you know, cars driving by. I love the main theme played throughout that ding, 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 ding. Yeah, like, it oh, it's, it's, it's really cool. I just, I love everything they did with that, but that's coming up. The car pulls up to a cabin and it's like, oh. Here we go again. Um, the cabin, the way it's set up is similar to Evil Dead 1 and 2, but obviously the original one um, burned down, sadly. So it's it's different, but it's still like, you know, it's got the swing on the porch. It's got the kind of same layout the other, in the shed instead of the left side. It's on the right side, but all little things. Um, we meet the cast. We meet Olivia. With uh, We meet Olivia, who is the nurse, um, the girlfriend, Natalie, who is the girlfriend of David, Eric, and then Mia. Um, They're all getting together because they want to have a little retreat to help Mia um, get through her drug withdrawal and to have a detox session. Olivia is saying that it's going to take at least three days. So we meet in these next 15 minutes or so, we get to learn a little bit about them. David and Mia have quite a bit of trauma with their, you know, mother passing. We learn later what happens to that mother, but we'll leave that for now. Um, what do you guys, uh, Alex, I'll start with you. What do you think about the characters as you're meeting them? Um, particularly at the beginning in this opening sequence, I feel like <clears throat> the actors are good, but the dialogue is really forced and awkward. Okay. Yeah. 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 It, it's kind of, a, it's bad. Mm-hmm. I'll say, but um, a couple other things that I noticed, just a couple silly things, is that like suddenly she's drawing, right? Like she's an artist. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, but it means nothing by the end of the movie, right? Right. What's it's up? just one of those things. Yeah, it, it's cool. But what I noticed is that she's sitting on Ash's car. Oh yeah, which yeah. is a 1973 Oldsmobile Delta 88. Royale. I'm glad you're here because I'm like I didn't even catch that. She I, mean, said, I know oh, it was yeah. a car. I was like, oh, the, oh no, yeah, that's Ash's Ash. car. Oh, uh, there's even more homages than I realized. There's a whole lot going on. Okay, okay. well, good. I'm glad you're. Yeah, you guys are here to check me on that one. <laughs> um, so yeah, with that we find we're you know getting into the cabin and obviously it's dilapidated, abandoned, looks really run down and. You know, as they've only been there for a few hours, Mia's starting to freak out, saying, that smell, I can't stand the smell. And Grandpa, the dog, starts scratching at the floor and realizes there's underneath the carpet a lot of blood. They go down to the basement, which, why did they go down? <sighs> Every time. They when they go, left. Yeah. <laughs> they should have just left. They go down to the basement, and they find a room full of heading, hanging dead animals, just like in the beginning. You're like, oh, so it's that cabin. Um... So obviously, as they're looking through, they find a book. And what do they do? Eric's like, man, I just need to open this shit and check it out. I mean, every Evil Dead movie has that, but it's yeah, just isn't like it wrapped up and everything. It's wrapped up in chains. He gets like a yeah, pliers and yeah, barbed wire exactly. Like, barbed wire shut. Why are you opening it? Right. Every damn time, it's like oh, it happens in the next movie too. Of course, like every Evil Dead movie. Um, 
And, of course, he's trying to read through it while they're trying to help Mia detox. She's having a tough time of it. Um, cuts his finger on the book. That happens, I think, in every Evil Dead movie. Always Something have a that, yeah. cut of blood on the book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, there you go. Um, I love that the book says, don't read this. Burn this person. Don't read. Don't summon him. But he's like, eh, whatever. I'm just going to... He starts, you know, using a paper and pencil and starts reading it. And we've got these words. <clears throat> Which I don't think they're actual words. Well, don't read it. Ka- oh. <laughs> kanda Astrata Montose Kanda. And of course, Kanda is in every Evil Dead, so that summons and the, always the cool tracking shot in the forest. I always love that mm-hmm. flying through. And then, of course, that Mia's, you know, outside. She's trying, you know, to figure her shit out. And by then, we've realized that. You know, the demons have now entered their threshold and shit's about to get real pretty soon. Um, She's, so she's trying to, like, figure shit out. She sees someone in the forest. She's like, I need to get out of here. She's driving, almost runs into a deadite, and then she's crashing into the swamp. She wakes up and gets out of there, and she gets trapped in the sticks and brambles, and as evil dead fashion, um, and this time the tree is holding her down while a deadite version of herself vomits a branch and then it goes up her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dustin, what'd you think of that part there? Uh, I mean, yeah, it was pretty, it's pretty intense. Yeah. Uh, really. I like how they tie in her withdrawals because, yeah. you know, I noticed people going through detox and withdrawals is mm-hmm. especially crazy. Drug. I don't even. Does it say what she's? Uh, well, in the beginning, she is like she's tossing the drugs in the fire, and that's. I, I'm pretty sure it was heroin. I'm, I'm hard drugs. Pretty sure. Yeah. So yeah, I, I like how they incorporate all of actual withdrawal symptoms because her friends are like, "No, you're just you gotta get through this." When she's really like freaking out, her right. smell is heightened. You know, her senses are heightened. They thought she was crazy because none of them could smell the smell until the dogs started find, uh, scratching on the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, everything leading up to that, you you kind of well, you're on her side because you see it. Of course, too. But uh, yeah. it's pretty good. It's pretty intense, um, especially so the the dead eye is like a possessed version of herself is what yeah. she sees. That's what I found. The, oh. I don't even know what it is. Like a branch that she like pukes up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some kind of That's branch where, slug thing. So yeah, yeah, it's like a slug branch. <laughs> oh, slug branch. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to watch, especially for some hard. people. That that's one of the trigger areas. Uh, right. Right. But. Yeah, definitely gets you. Well, what I found interesting in all of these scenes, they always meet their alter self, deadite in some way, whether it's through a mirror or they just literally see them. I yeah. I found that unique because you don't see that in the other movies. Um, it's this, their alter ego, and of course, we see a lot of that at the end, but we'll get to that, where they're literally fighting themselves, just like how addiction, you know, you have to fight yourself to get over that hump. So, that, yeah. I mean, yeah, the, I appreciate that. The, the movie isn't subtle in its allegory. That's for damn sure. Um, so, yeah. Um, after the tree incident, they find Mia, they bring her back and they're realizing like, oh my gosh, she's all beaten up. She's talking about something in the forest and everyone's just like, no, she's just, as you said, Dustin, she's just sick. You know, she's, you know, dealing with withdrawals. Dave believes that, you know, 
what need we do to do something for her. we got to do something for her. um she's tr- david's trying to comfort her and she's like and this is where i think she is showing an awesome performance she's showing actual abject fear like oh yeah I was something's something in this like room please get me out of here and then she looks in the mirror and she's her dead eye itself he goes out and tries to find grandpa oh grandpa's gone grandpa's the pup. and he right away is like he has this image of mia beating the dog because there's a hammer there so he goes to Mia, and she's trying to take a shower and by that she turns it all the way up her skin is burning oh that's that's brutal and by that time um they're trying to get her out of there um and they're trying to figure out what's wrong with her he's trying to get he's you know david takes her into the car he's like all right you need to go to the hospital the bridge is out always the bridge mm-hmm. is out they come yeah. back and then he realizes well what are we going to do now by that time she comes out carrying a shotgun shoots her brother in the arm and then they need to figure out like he's she says you're all going to die tonight from here shit hits the fan for the next hour um, and that's like halfway through the movie. We're getting to the good stuff now. So Alex, what, anything from these scenes leading up to the part where she's comes out, she's full deadite now. Um, yeah, yes. I've noticed like between like, so it starts very musical, right? But mm-hmm. at up to like 23 to 25 minutes, I have here that it just like, there's a lot of silence, right? Yeah. There's a lack of music. Mm-hmm. And it's, they're really, all the instruments, it's very orchestral, but it's using mm-hmm. sound effects, right? Like, it's yeah. only to make things eerie. Tense. And, yeah. and it, it's very minimal that way. And that can either, you know, keep you in or take you out. Like, it's mm-hmm. either going to deepen what's happening, you know, or make it stale. Yeah. And sometimes, yeah, just in some of the dialogue is what I have written here. Mm-hmm. It's just really bad to go back to the dialogue. <laughs> um I something else I noticed, like the only real sound effect that they used was like a wind howling sound effect. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that kind of plays yeah. into like what's in the then, forest. Then the dog's name is Grandpa. Yep, and then I took a pee break at like thirty-four minutes. Puke <laughs> <laughs> and blood. <laughs> I need to oh, put okay. That in my okay, notes. yeah, that's too far. Yep. So, <laughs> yep, she's in the shower, right? And she's dealing with a hot water shower. Yep. And then all of a sudden, it just shit hits the fan, and all of a sudden, she's puking blood, and she's the first one, right? Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Puking I can't blood. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I'll, I'll get. Now we're getting to the nitty gritty. So she vomits all over Olivia. They throw her into the cellar. What happened to her eyes? It's like, oh hey, I remember hearing that before. Um, that's one of many times, of course. Yeah, and Olivia's trying to clean herself up in the bathroom. She sees her dead-eyed self in the mirror, and she sees in the book this woman tearing her face off. She's like, yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> um, so <clears throat> as Eric's trying to check in on her. You hear this scraping sound. Oh, that sound right there is like, dang. Because you see her scraping her face open. And then, of course, there's this tussle between the two where he slips on a piece of skin onto the toilet. Like I said, my back, I was like, ow. She starts stabbing Eric, stabbing him in the eye with the syringe. She cracks her head on the sink. And then she gets back up and he beats her brains in with the end of the um, sink. Um, very brutal. And as everyone's coming in to check on, like, what the hell's going on? Eric says she's trying to kill me. He gets the needle out of his eye. Just wow, it's getting brutal. That, that part right there, mm-hmm. pulling the needle out of the eye, oh, is what oh. got me worse than anything. Than yeah, like actual <laughs> fucking goosebumps. Man. Yeah. yeah, that that whole scene just how she's <clears throat> just 
stabbing him just repeatedly. Just boom, boom, boom. And like quickly, like, too. It's not just, it's like, yeah. Oh, man. They are, yeah. Already you can tell if you're making it through this movie and not getting queasy, like, they're not going to pull any punches here. Um, so now Eric's talking to everyone. He's like, hey, guys, uh, I released something evil, I think. <laughs> no, <shit. laughs> Natalie's getting in. Natalie's getting water to help him out to get, you know, I guess because he's losing a lot of blood. And Mia's out of the basement. So she's like, oh, I'll go check in on her because um, she's asking for her. She falls down the stairs, wakes up, and Mia's creeping up to her, licking her inner thighs, Ooh-hoo. and then bites her hand, uses a box cutter to cut her own tongue into two. Mm-hmm. Whew. Man, Dustin, what'd you think of that there? Fuck. Oh, right. Which part? All of it. Uh, all of it. Uh, it's great. Um, always great. I like this movie. I like the intensity. It is, like all yeah. The gore. Um, yeah, even just while she's like going up her thigh, you're just like, oh, Ugh, yeah. And the whole box cutter down the tongue. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just like, brutal. kiss me. I think that's kiss a, me, you filthy cunt. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think what that's a great say. scene. Yeah. Like, they wanted you to see all of it, and it looks good, when mm-hmm. you, you know, special effect wise. Yeah. Good scene. Oh, because, yeah, it's just unrelenting for sure. And that's the thing. Now it's it's not over yet. Because <laughs> David comes back, chains and locks up the cellar, trying to save Natalie. Um, Eric, David, and Natalie are trying to burn the book, which it's like, oh, it's not working. Well, damn, okay. <laughs> At least they tried something, though. And the other movies are just like, ah, a book. This time, <laughs> this time though, like, oh, and this is cool. And I, I just want to hear your thoughts on this. Natalie's hand becomes possessed. Mm-hmm. Great homage to Evil Dead 2. Uh-huh. And... And then she's like, what did you do to my arm? And see, Mia starts saying, we're going to get you, just like in the first one, the little, we're going to get you. Oh, she uses, is it a turkey carver? Yeah, yeah. That's and a, that's an oh, electric turkey carving knife. Just yeah. gets right into her arm. And as it's doing it, Mia's going, no, 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 no. I'm just like, I, everything about that was just horrifying and looked great. At this great. point, she understands what's going to happen, right? Like, she's seen two other people go through it, and she understands, like, I have to cut this off, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. If I put, you know, I try to put myself in the shoes, like, how quickly are things going through your head at that point, right? Like, yeah. within a matter of, what, 15 minutes for them in this house, it's mm-hmm. all just went fucking crazy. Yeah. And so the, the lapse of sanity to just be able to do that right away, I think that's pretty intense. Yeah. And you said, like, these scenes in particular you enjoyed, like, the, the yeah, effects they, and gore and these are the and things stuff. that I certainly wrote down. The, yeah. The things that stand out to me, yes. Yeah. If, you know, yeah. I think it's cool. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, well, with that, we're, we're getting close to done here with this one. So David then, th- so they start having this back and forth, David and Eric, and somehow their mom turned into a monster, a.k.a. went crazy, I guess. Um, so we'll give a little bit of backstory to that. It was, as you said, Alex, a little force. It was just kind of like, oh, yeah, my mom was crazy, so now Mia's going crazy, and it all affects me. As much as I love directors trying to do that, I think he could have added that, I don't know. It could have been done a different, di- bit differently. Mm. I don't know. That was just me. This a little note. A little is, bit lazy. This movie is definitely the gore, the intensity. It, it's, yeah. Yeah, I appreciate it gets a points lot for of that. Dialogue. Yeah. I Especially appreciate that we're trying to build characters. Yeah. And it's cheesy, though. I, I feel for them, but, but yeah, it's like... Uh, At that point, you never were really in, invested in any of them other than yeah. Mia. Other than I mean, Mia, right? And that's, I think that's... Kind of the point a little bit. Even, even going back to when uh, 
you know, David first shows up and Mia's like, oh my God, you made it. And they're all like, just the cheesy brother, sister talk. Yeah. It's like, it's bad. Oh, I look like crap. No, you've always been beautiful. My little sister. No, you've always been No dumb. one talks to brother and sister <laughs> that it's way. Like, yeah. It's, it's like <laughs> they were just trying to find a way to set up ridiculous scenarios in the evil dead house. You know? Yeah, no, I didn't get them there. And, and I mean, I appreciate that. It's not just, they're going to a house to party and have sex. And yeah. No, like right. the like, story is legit. Yeah. The dialogue is not, the gore is legit. Yeah. Yeah, of course. And the soundtrack goes hard, but we'll get to and that the score, soon. The score is legit. Mm-hmm. The gore is legit. The score, the score is, is legit. legit. Yeah. yeah the perfect. music mix. <laughs> That's it. That was pretty forced. And we I go to commercial. To no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I like the, sh- the dialogue. Yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, David, uh, so now Eric's calling him out and is like, yeah, just go away like you always do. Ooh burn natalie comes in with a nail gun and starts shooting at david and eric she hits eric with the poker and through that hand oh well killing him but he's you know he's like laughing still he says i just don't want to become the devil's bitch oh yeah there you go yeah 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 (laughs) i love that um then david with the double barrel shotgun shoots natalie's arm off and she starts crying she's like oh my face hurts and he starts laughing and then yeah Boom. Um, David's trying to just, he's like, I know what I need to do now. So now David's going to have his moment of heroism and try to burn the bodies and deal with this catastrophe. Um, With his sister, he's like, no, I'm going to try to bury her. He does. And then he's like, no, I'm going to bring her back. So this, we're on the scene right now. We're on the scene right now. I am so confused. Where did they get this syringe mixed with a defibrillator? He did the most ghetto thing and just rigged up scientifically yeah. a defibrillator with two What background knowledge does he right? have for you this? Know what, you know what background he has? Hmm. He's watched MacGyver. Oh, okay. He's watched Evil Dead before. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just because, like, oh, I'll save her. Like, where'd you get that month? Well, like, it's, it's contraption. like a car battery, and then he's like, yeah, I'll just connect these cables to these. This is just stab her in the heart. It'll stabber. work. <laughs> and her name is Mia. It might as well be Pulp Fiction, you know, when he stabs. Yeah, the adrenaline needle. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, that was just a little thing. Wow. Um, I don't know if it's purposeful or not, but. Uh, so, yeah, so now David. She comes back because she's like, David. And he's like, oh, <laughs> hey, you're alive. So, um, oh, I did like this, too. When she, he was burying her alive, she was yelling at him, saying, you will burn in hell alongside your junkie sister. Ooh, brutal. Um, so when she comes back, um, music's very dramatic, soaring strings. It's all over. Everyone's happy now. No, there ain't because Dead-Eyed Eric's back. He stabs David in the neck. Mia's now witnessing her brother try to save her and blow up a gas canister in the house. And then the last 10 minutes, well, like 12 minutes, are just her versus, in raining blood, versus this, like, you know, deadite version of herself. But it's like a longer, grosser, soul-eater version. <laughs> um, and it's this. Awesome. I want to ask you guys about the ending and this these last 12 minutes of just brutality. Alex, I'll start with you. What'd you think? I thought for like a final boss battle, it was kind of lame. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the music the music is there. Mm-hmm. Like it turns into some Gregorian chant, like yes. orchestraic stuff, and it is appropriate. And it makes it, you know, it gets points for feeling kind of epic right here. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I, th- I thought the ending was okay. Yeah. What they they it, they 
you see a locket on a keychain, right? Mm-hmm. And then it just zooms in on that. And then it, the, I think the final scene is Mia just walking away into the forest, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, doesn't need anything else than that. No, it do, it doesn't, but it could have been better than that. Something. Mm. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I don't it's know like, how I would do it better. It ain't like that, but yeah. it would have been better than that. I get that. Dustin, how about you? Uh, the, ooh, you didn't didn't talk about how so like yeah, while she's fighting her, the demon version of herself, um, the, it, she's hiding underneath the jeep. This yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I just wanted to hear first, but I got the. Oh, yeah. is that coming up? No, you can tell. Yeah, you tell oh, it. I mean, it's fine. Like, I'm, it's almost done. I like. I don't know. It's brutal. It's awesome. It's intense. I just like it because it's so. Intense. You guys would call that the abomination. You, you I think, think that's what they it were is. successfully assembling the abomination. They do call it, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, you can tell them about the the car scene. The car that scene. So cool. yeah, you, you so got it. You got she's it. She's fighting her demon self, the abomination. Uh, she's like hiding underneath the car. Does she have the chainsaw at that point? Mm-hmm. Yes, she's got the chainsaw at that point. Uh, she has a shotgun too. I don't know. She's she's Ash. She's now <laughs> Ash running around, uh, and this abomination just. Tips the car over on her and it lands right on her forearm. It's like, oh my Ooh. god! And she just rips her fucking arm out of there, and you mm-hmm. can see the skin just stretching and tearing. And oh, the director okay. hates ligaments in this movie. Yeah, and all, hates all limbs. the practical effects like that scene. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Um, the whole raining blood thing. It's awesome. Slayer should have been playing. I, ah. I have right here no Slayer, no Slayer, no Slayer. Gregorian chants or and orchestra. Yeah, that, yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, it's all like, yeah, kind of the yeah. demonic. Uh, mm-hmm. oh. It's like that <laughs> inferno. Yeah, I can't uh, to go over that at some point. But anyway, yeah, go. yeah. Then they she bashes the chainsaw down her throat and it's just oh damn, it's a brutal ending to a brutal movie. And she, I put. She confronts her demon of addiction, and that's a. She says, it? "Feast on this motherfucker." Yeah, yeah. And then it's like, I'll feast on your soul. Deep throat. <laughs> that's a song. Ooh, probably is a song. <laughs> that's a good one. It's probably a song. And that's that's it. That's the whole movie. Yeah, except for at the end. Oh, yeah. You can say it. Go ahead. Groovy. You, you hear Ash, Ash pops up. Yep. Well, he was a producer, so of course he had to. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. And yeah, that's so. That's the summary. Mm-hmm. Any scenes that stick out? I guess I I can go. So yeah, uh, we already we talked about the. I wrote God the needle stabbing, <laughs> and Eric pulling it out of his eye. Um, and then when it's raining blood and she chainsaws the demonic me in half, it's fucking awesome. And then I also wrote Jessica cutting her arm. All the practical effects. Yeah, her ripping her arm off, the cutting the arm off, the stabbings. Mm-hmm. It's all. It sticks with you. Yeah, and I I appreciate when the deadites would like they weren't always just like walking and shambling. Sometimes they'd like float, and that shit was creepy. Like when the, he's in the basement trying to find when David's in the basement basement trying to find Mia, and she's in the corner, she floats to him. That ooh, that gave me a bit of a a fright in a good right way. So yeah, Alex. Um. The question, the question was, what did I think about the movie? There are like scenes that stick out to you. Okay, personally. okay, yeah, um, yeah. The t- the the turkey carving knife. That's gonna be my favorite. Like, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, just I try to think about myself and in that situation. It's like, oh fuck! It's like now or never because she understands what she's about to become, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, 
That shit, you know, shit, shit that sticks with you. Um, but I did notice a weird inconsistency. Like, Ooh. so, uh, you know, and this is just nitpicking. I don't mean anything. Oh, no, that's fine. That's so Mia is just so fucked up by the time she's buried, right? Mm-hmm. Like, all the things that she's been through all night. And then she's resuscitated with the ghetto rig defibrillator. Mm-hmm. And she's just completely healed. She's sustained no damage. All of a sudden, she's just a fucking healthy human being again yeah like does the it's it's a I'm, I'm asking a question about the lore i guess i mean that kind of happens in a lot of possession right movies, so yeah okay so the magic the effect of or the magic of the necronomicon works backwards when you're brought back from life you're just fine because uh, she's yes. dead right like she's dead yeah. and she's evil so but her but her deadite self died but <laughs> She brought. I'm trying to make sense of this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just a, 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 pl- a stupid plot hole. Yeah, because they something, wanted something to have the noticed. final girl, not right. It's pl- it's called plot armor. Yeah, yeah. Armor. Also, there was something I just thought when you were talking about this. There was something I just thought about. So she's healed now, right? Oh, oh yeah, that's a good one. The machete to the knee. Oh, man, the machete to the knee. I should have put. The, oh, my knee hurts. That part out. Yes. Um, so her tongue healed too. Yeah, it did. She's just <laughs> totally fine. Yeah, there's a tongue. I, I don't know, but little things. I mean, uh-huh. a silly thing to nitpick. I mean, yeah, like, like but, I said, that that happens, and you see that in other possession movies. Right, also, and they're right. not possessed anymore, and mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. look normal, like nothing ever happened. They wake up. What happened? I'm alright. <laughs> so, Dustin, is there a performance that stuck out? I mean, it might be obvious, but it's obvious that uh, no. Jane Levy as Mia. Woo-hoo. Yep, carries this movie. Um, yes, she does. And I also like her. She went through hell mm-hmm. while filming this movie. Yeah, uh, the you know the director was like, you need to stay up for thirty some hours, and you need to be fucking miserable because you because she's supposed to be miserable. So she kind of yeah. put herself through it for sure. Um, again, I'm not going to blame her for any of the dialogue. No. But, yeah. I mean, she was the most. Um, she was the most um, convincing of yeah. the actors I mean, and actresses. Like, like that scene where she's... It was always going to be her. Like, yeah. This movie. Yeah. You're yeah. probably about to say the same scene where Look, she's say, like, there's yes. something in here. I was literally... Yep. yep. She is terrified. The, you can see it in her fucking eyes <laughs> that she is... Ah, the hand. <laughs> yeah, she is terrified. Uh, yeah. Yeah, definitely her. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I mean, you, you, you can go ahead for this. I like the brutal gore effects. I will kind of give credit to credits due here when we talk about who was involved, but wow. First of all, they also used 70,000 gallons of fake blood. Yes. 70,000! <laughs> I, I think it held the record. Uh, it used to be Dead Alive, which we've watched, uh-huh. but these guys are like, nah, let's... I'm not sure if it still holds the record. I mean, we're watching it right now, and it, it's raining blood It, it, it looks like 70,000 yeah. gallons 70, of fake blood. 70,000. Damn. That's oh this part oh yeah, oh, yeah there she goes <laughs> uh, so yeah the spe- uh, special effects makeup gore practical effects for the win this mm-hmm. movie proves it yes very little CGI I think mm-hmm. like the flooded river when the bridge is out is obviously CGI yeah that and I think when that woman's burning in the beginning there's a little bit of it that should be a yeah, little that's bit definitely CGI for yeah some, when she's all like oh rip. right 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 rip your soul out or something everything else is definitely. Sp- um, practical. Ooh. 
So, so yeah, Alex, overall feeling about this movie? Um, compared to the movie that we're about to talk about, mm-hmm. it t- for me it totally loses points for just like a lack of character okay. interaction or lackluster character interaction. I care to say. Okay. Yeah. Um, the gore goes so far for me. I like the next movie better for sure. Yeah, I look forward to talking about that because we'll get to it. Yeah, we'll get to it because there's some things for. I, I, like, that. I like this one don't get me wrong mm-hmm. but i would watch any of the other ones before this one for sure oh no i mean yeah the yeah. original trilogy can't it's yeah including the next movie okay oh yeah. fair enough fair enough oh. nice okay so soundtrack um well what was your overall film? oh my overall film? oh um <laughs> i really enjoyed it um i don't know i felt like the acting was was better than you would see in some films um, I actually felt for the characters for the most part. Yes, some of the ch- dialogue was cheesy, but it felt, I, I felt like I could, you know, grasp on to what they were trying to say. It didn't feel like it was too out of place most of the time. And their reactions were like horrified, um, shocked. And you could feel that. It never felt like they were just putting on airs, be like, look shocked. No, they actually like were acting shocked. Um, so that's, that's why I like this one a bit more than the next movie, but we'll get to that. Yeah. And then how about you, Dustin? Um, overall feeling, it's fun. Yeah. I like it. Um, it does have, I guess, a little bit of character development because you kind of have some feelings for characters in different ways, like I oh. care about Mia, mm-hmm. but then Eric's a dumbass that read from the book, so he deserves yeah. what And he's does. a high school teacher. As a teacher, I find that despicable. Despicable. He was- I thought he was a little too good at reading the Necronomicon. Like, of course, there's some fucking. He's like, it's in a language I don't understand. Yeah, he can read it just fine. There or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It was very shoehorned. English though. Well, yeah, it was. Oh, I guess someone had translated and he did the thing. But uh, it's like, why would you just be like, I'm just going to read this one passage. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, we'll go into the sound. Yes, uh, yes, Kevin, yes. Go. Mm-hmm. You want to go on with this one? Sure. Roque Banos. Um, and also composed the Machinist score, which I've actually never seen that movie. I need to, with Christian Bale, right? Yes. That's, yeah, I've never seen I've that. I've seen it one Isn't time many years ago. Isn't it yeah. the Machinist? The, the Machinist. 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 Where Christian Bale is just a, is a skinny man. That oh, yeah, where, yeah, yeah, he literally starts himself. Yeah. Oh, cool, okay. But, um, yeah, I, I really like the score throughout the... It just it, it comes in at right times and this like near the end the the strings and I love that orchestral stuff so anytime it's orchestral I mean I like you know like in talk to me we talked about recently it was more ambient it was more um, industrial and that's fine but I just I'm always down for just orchestral and like you said the Gregorian chant mm-hmm. um, and there's actually in the very first part there's a there's a chant they do that is extremely reminiscent of my favorite movie trilogy of all time when they're going through Casa Doom, the that's Casa Doom. So maybe he was doing that from Lord of the Rings and it was like, hmm. yeah, but that was, I think that's just every me. episode so far you brought up Lord of the Rings. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. Yeah. Well, what'd you think of this score? Damn it. I won't talk about, I won't talk. Actually, anymore. no, the last episode you didn't. Aha. You're good. There we go. Got him. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what? What? 
<laughs> Lord of the Rings? Yeah, so, no, okay, what what did you uh, think of the score, then? The score, I liked the score, I liked the chants, the operatic choir, I wrote, mm-hmm. um, and, again, the, the piano melody yeah. that plays throughout. Um, ding, ding, ding. Well, because he's, yeah, like, on, he's going both up and, it's like, it's descending and ascending at the same time, so that's why it's got that um, dissonance. It's very cool. I don't know. Music nerdy shit. Uh, I also wrote, um, like, every time it will, like, flip to a page from the book and it has that siren mm. sound type deal. Yeah. Um, I like It's a great ha- sound effect. Yeah, it's, like, just something ominous is about yeah. to happen. I like that foreshadowing. Uh, and then another part of the sound design is when. Um, Mia first comes out and she shoots David and it gives you that like shell shock effect and just mm-hmm. ping, rings out and then it goes silent. Boom! Door The door busts open and that's mm-hmm. when she says, well, you're all going to die tonight or something? Yep. Yeah. That part's awesome. I like and you hear design throughout. voices in the background from the original movie. Um, oh, mm-hmm. yeah. With, yep. As they're coming through. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that kind of ties in, and then Ash at the end, and then Ash's car throughout. I heard that this is more of a alternate style universe mm-hmm. rather than a reboot. Oh, there's a whole. I read a. There's or, a bunch of different. Things. Yeah, I read a whole I think thing it's about requel. Requel. Oh, requel. It's one of those. Yeah. Mm. It's or, very meta. Yeah. So you like some scream shit here. <laughs> oh. Screamception. Mm-hmm. Screamception. So, yeah, we'll go on to the actors and crew real quick. Um, the actors, uh, did any of you guys know that the letters of the first names of each character spells out demon? David, oh. Eric, Mia, oh. Olivia, Natalie. Hmm. Yeah, over there. Um, so, yeah, Mia was played by Jane Levy. Uh, her brother, David, is played by Shiloh Fernandez. Um, is Olivia, Olivia's a girlfriend? Um, Olivia is the nurse. Yeah. The nurse, yeah. Uh, played by Jessica Lewis. Um, Natalie. The girlfriend. Natalie. Okay. Mm-hmm. The blonde one. The, yeah. <laughs> She's <laughs> played by Elizabeth uh, Blackmore. And Eric, the, what do you call him? The glass, glasses hippie. Glasses hippie. I didn't know his guy. name. <laughs> I missed his name, so I just put down glasses uh, hippie. <laughs> played by Lou Taylor. Poochie. 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 Yeah, for cinematography, we've got Aaron Morton. Obviously, he did an incredible job because the way the scenes were shot adds the ambience and eeriness. Like, any scene where they're trying to check in on their friend, it just, you the way the camera pans in and out and goes into corners of the room, you feel just like, oh, what are they going to find? What are they going to find? Oh, cool stuff. Um, also, um, you see, this went hand-in-hand with Brian Shaw's editing and the incredible gore effects from C.J. Goldman, Roger Murray as prosthetic designer, and the special effects team headed by Jason Dury, Cody Amos, and um, the practical effects were excellent, and that was the highlight of the movie for sure. Um, excellent practical effects. Um, but going into the director, so Fede Alvarez from Uruguay, um, fairly new to the horror scene. Um, he came out with some short films, and this was his first feature film was Evil Dead. So right away, they're like, hey, let's give it to this guy. Let's see what he can do. Um, afterwards, he was the director of Don't Breathe and Don't Breathe 2. I liked Don't Breathe. I actually never saw it, Don't Breathe 2, but I heard it was not worth seeing. I didn't catch either of them. Yeah. I heard they were oh, cool. Don't Breathe's cool. We have to watch that one. Um, very unique and, oh, there's some I think cool stuff in that. the Jane Levy in 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. I should have put that down. Yeah, yeah. And they also, he, yeah, he also did Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the new one on Netflix, which I've never seen. I don't want to ever see. Uh, sorry. It's yeah. Never gonna. <laughs> not good. Never gonna watch I, it. Um, did you watch it? I did watch it. And no. I'm sorry. They tried to. Just hard. no. Okay. It was just like okay. Just there, no. They, what what there the is was there's Ash. They <laughs> watched the new Halloween trilogy and were like, let's do the same thing, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Uh. Nope. So don't need to see that. I mean, we'll maybe watch it and go over it, and then I'll talk Pretty about how I didn't like it. Um, so the other movies, Don't Breathe, did very well in the box office and was well received. Don't Breathe Two, not so much. It, you know, it just made budget. And Texas Chainsaw Massacre was widely disregarded. Um, so much yeah. I refuse to see it personally. So um, his directing style is known for building tension. Evil Dead and Don't Breathe are two great examples of this. He he's the way he builds tension is just astounding. Because in Don't Breathe, there are times where you're holding your breath, just like in Evil Dead. So that's something that is you see throughout his films. Um, the movie was released in the U.S. No alternate names for the movie. It's just Evil Dead. 2013, I guess. $17 million budget, grossed $97 million in the box office. Nice. 63% critic score, 64% audience score, which I think is crazy because I like this more than Rise, yet Rise got a higher score, but we'll, we'll talk about that, of course. And to watch it now, you can rent it on Amazon Prime, um, and obviously buying it um, physically. Um, but let's just do the rating system, and then we'll move on to Rise. Alex, would you kill it? Never watch it. Watch it. Okay, just me at least watch it once or buy it. Like, it's so good, you need to own it. I mean, I have purchased this movie. Uh, oh. <laughs> um, but I don't think it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you'd be on, like, the watch it. Like, yeah, yeah give it a shot. Watch it multiple times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Watch, it. watch it occasionally. <laughs> I'd say watch it, too. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, and then, Dustin, how about you? Uh, I bought it. I've had it. I've owned it for, I don't even know, probably 10 years. But, uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's how I would rate it. All right, sweet. Well, that's Evil Dead 2013. We're going to get into Evil Dead Rise here. We're going to get into it, and we'll be right back. Welcome back. We're going to talk about Evil Dead Rise. Mm-hmm. 2023 directed by Lee Cronin. Lee Cronin. Mm. Alex, how did you hear about this movie? Um, it's a new release. It's been out less than a year. It was all over the place if you're at all on the internet. So you heard about it on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> you used the Google webs. You used the interwebs. Uh, yeah, I mean, I heard about it years ago I think maybe even 2019 oh they're making a new Evil Dead movie mm-hmm. what about you Kevin yeah no I, I saw it in theaters uh, the the trailer I was like oh that'll be good I just I just loved the presentation of it and like the scene where she's you know putting the eggs in the pan I'm like oh I just everything about that <laughs> is just extra creepy so I was I wanted to see it right away um, and I, for some reason, never had a chance to, and I actually only watched it recently. Oh, that part. Only watched it recently, um, a few days ago, 
was so I don't know why it took me so long to finally watch it, but yeah, I liked it. I liked it. Um, I could do the I'll, so with a spoiler-free short summary. Dustin's going to take it away with the larger summary here, the spoiler one. Um, it's a reunion of two sisters, bringing both chaos and carnage. I like that as they find themselves battling against evil that has just unleashed. Sending their family into a blood-soaked nightmare led by flesh-possessing demon deadites. Now, there's some trigger warnings for this. <laughs> I wrote demons. De- oh, you know, I yeah, demon deadite. Demon, yeah, demoni. Whatever. Um, trigger warnings here. There, yeah. There's hanging. Um, so obviously, you know, hanging and suicide. Um, brutal violence, and I mean. Just like the one we talked about, 2013, pretty brutal. And this time it deals with, you know, teenagers, which uh, someone whose profession deals with teenagers, I always want to make sure I take, you know, they're okay. So that was like, oh, that was kind of rough. Um, so that's just going into that. And uh, spoilers are coming. So if you haven't seen this, it is on um, Max or HBO Max, whatever the hell people call it now. You should definitely watch it or buy it if you'd like to. And Dustin, you're ready. Yeah, I'll go ahead with this. Uh, this is just what I was writing down. It's not like everything. Yeah, I kind of went just all but, in. Or but right I was just so. like, <laughs> I was like, this is what's happening. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the movie opens up with a bird's eye shot swooping down on a woman sitting on uh, sitting on the dock at the edge, you know, the edge of a dock on a lake. Mm-hmm. Uh, that calls back to all of the Evil Dead movies. Just the the aerial view, just swooping yep. in, heavily forced aerial. It then shows that it's actually a drone. That's uh, is that her brother that she's there with? Yeah, I wrote brother question mark was flying. Uh, she then goes in and uh, checks on her friend Jessica because she's sick. <laughs> Guess what? She's a deadite. <laughs> uh, she grabs the girl's hair and rips her fucking scalp off. Yeah, that's what do you guys brutal. think about that? That was like, just yeah, right away. Um, <clears throat> she then walks outside <coughs> to her brother, uh, after getting her scalp ripped off, she somehow is okay, alive. Okay. Enough. You know, she's actually like still walking around and mm-hmm. coherent. Uh, she walks outside to her brother and he's all like, what the fuck? And Jessica takes the drone and chops herself off and falls into the lake. Um, that's when he also falls into the lake with her and she rips his head off and throws it out on the dock. Uh, and then uh, Jessica levitates out of the water. Evil Dead Rise title card in the background. So I had a question for Alex here. So we talked about 2013. We asked about that intro. Comparing this intro in Rise to that one, give me your give me your thoughts. Oh, uh, it's certainly yeah. much more musical. Like the hmm. the it's, it's it. Both movies have a thing in common in that all the music is just mild sound effects, and then mm-hmm. an orchestra, right? Like yeah. And, and I, I felt like this entire movie was much more musical with their orchestra in general. Like, far more mm-hmm. music, far more engaging music, and less, like, sound effects. Yeah, okay. So, it, and, and in that way, it makes it feel a little campier, like original Evil Dead. Oh, I see what you mean. You know what I mean? There's a little more, com- I won't say comedy, but... Yeah, a li- a, a, it, it, Evil Dead was always a touch of comedy, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. especially the second one yeah. in yep. Army of Darkness. And then, and then yeah. Army of Darkness, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it, it it's still very you know heavy and dark. Yeah, I when we I know we'll get into this, but the deadites in this one. Oh no, I'll wait. I'll wait. Sorry. Okay, we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. 
Uh, okay, so after the the cold open, the title card sequence, it cuts to one of our main characters, Beth, who is in the bathroom at a concert taking a pregnancy test. And I'm sorry, I was like taking a shit. No. Taking a shit. <laughs> I don't. My, my bad. I'll stop. <laughs> Just, uh, it turns out she's pregnant, and um, she's prego. Prego. Yeah, she's prego. It turns out she's pregnant, and she's like the boss of the stage techs. You later find out that she's a guitar tech. Mm-hmm. But somebody come comes looking for her and asking some questions about some whatever bands guitar. Uh, yeah, turns out she's pregnant. Then it cuts to LCD sound system. What do you guys know about that song? I have no clue. I was just like, you know, all right, that guy can DJ. Cool. Uh, no I, clue. I knew that song beforehand. So, oh, like, oh, oh, yeah, oh okay. okay. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, I think it's 80s. It's an old 80s. Okay. Song. Uh, being played on the sound system, and it introduces our family in their apartment. Uh, it introduces the siblings and their mom. Beth then shows up. Parentheses. It's her sister's family. Uh, the little daughter is showing Beth her toy, Stephanie. Stephanie, made, yep, right here. She made. Yeah. That's actually the <laughs> I love Stephanie. Uh, see, great. this Stephanie comes up later. And it's kind of funny because she's chasing her sister, Bridget, right now. Um, uh-huh. With what happens later. But uh, we'll get there. Uh, so yeah, she's so showing Beth Stephanie. Um, you then find out Beth's a guitar technician. Ellie is the mom, and the kids are Danny is the brother, and Bridget and Cassie are the like middle-aged sister and the younger sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mom sends the kids to go get pizza while her and Beth talk. When the kids get back from getting pizza, an earthquake happens, which opens a hole in the parking garage. Would like. Really? What do you guys think about That's, that? Yeah, that was odd. I, <laughs> she I mean, warned. it's California, so it happens, yeah, I guess. But it, what, it's like an old bank down there or something. Yeah, it's a it's a yeah, it's a bank vault underneath, which is I I don't highly. I mean, do they build on top of the bank? See, it's stuff like this. I'm digging too deep. Yeah, I know. I was. But, uh, it's like Indiana Jones all of a sudden, and the DJ kid goes down looking like Malfoy, like, oh, we're going to find. <laughs> Sorry, I'll go ahead. <laughs> uh, let's see. The parking garage. Yeah, then it leads into like an old bank or some place that holds records is what I put down. Uh, the brother goes down and checks it out. He finds some books and records, and he actually finds some vinyl records, which is kind of funny because we're doing the vinyl edition on this hey, podcast. Kind hmm. of like that. Yeah. Uh, and you guessed it, a book. Uh, the kids bring the elevator up, and the mom yells at them to never take elevators after it cuts. Uh, well, sorry. She yells at them to never take elevators after an earthquake. Hmm. Foreshadowing. And, and I wrote in parentheses, I now hate elevators. Alex, <laughs> Alex was there when oh, I was yeah. stuck in an elevator yeah. for two hours. I hate elevators. Oh. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, she tells them... That to not take elevators after an earthquake. It then cuts to the little sister hanging out with Beth. Uh, Danny and Bridget are looking at the book that they found. Bridget freaks out because it's showing, you know, all the the shit. It's the oh, Necronomicon. Shit. You find out that it's the Necronomicon. So, uh, sorry, before we keep on going, I want to talk ask, about this. I just want to talk about, like, the family. The family. And Alex, okay. I want to start with you. Like, what do you, f- like, with the, f- like, do you, f- 
feel like you care about all of them or do does they certain stick out or do you feel like there's a good family dynamic they're building in this in these beginning 10 15 minutes before shit goes crazy or yeah i think there's enough chemistry there between the actors that something is there mm-hmm. you know not all of them are great actors but yeah yeah, I was just because I know the whole point of this movie compared to the other one is that they're trying to build, you know, this family unit and how this evil comes into their well, in this case, their apartment and their apartment building and how that, you know, because like the last movie was about addiction, this one's about family for sure. I just really appreciated a change of scenery. Like, oh yeah, of course. They tried to get Evil Dead's out of the a cabin in the woods, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they do a good job with the family. Um, yeah. You care about them. Yeah. No, I I feel like I did too. I mean, I have gripes about just when we get into what happens later. But luckily, the one thing definitely keeping my interest the entire time is Alyssa Sutherland's Ellie, the mom. Because she's just phenomenal throughout. From she the second she starts, movie. from everything in between. But, oh yeah. Uh, yeah, so, well... Let's talk. They just found the Necronomicon. What do you mm-hmm. think about this Necronomicon? It has like the teeth. Oh yeah, that's cool. I like that. It's one of the three volumes of the Necronomicon. Yeah. There's three different ones. I know. I, I wonder which one is what. Well, then throughout more everything. movies throughout everything. <laughs> we'll find out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, so yeah, they're looking at the Necronomicon and Bridget. Obviously, she she's smart about it and she's like, "Fuck this!" and <laughs> leaves the room. Yeah. Um, then after looking at the book, Danny then plays the records he found on the record is a priest talking about the Necronomicon and he talks about how there's three of them. It's called, it's also known as the book of the dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you could hear people in the background, Oh, heresy and blah, 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 and burn the book and this and that. Um, then it goes into a priest reading a ritual from the book. Uh, and while this happens, like this, this sound and everything while he's playing the record is awesome. As a vinyl collector myself, you could hear the scratch of the record mm-hmm. you could hear the static. And I notice on my sound system when he's reading the ritual and says the word, I didn't write down the words like you did. I should have done that, but it's just loud and bassy and boom. Kondo. Yeah, it's like, oh, gone. No. Very yeah. Like, I had That's to turn cool. down my subwoofer. I was like, oh, shit. No, the sound design in this is phenomenal. Yes. Like, especially when the record's playing and stuff like that. Um, I, sorry. In my notes, I wrote down, jump in Jesus, jump scare. That was that part when he's back in the vault and Je- the cross comes down. No, okay, never mind. Yeah. I, put, <laughs> I, I, put, I just found no, I put that too. I put. Um, jump in Jesus, jump scare. Yeah, random crucifix. Just a random crucifix out of nowhere underground. Yeah, yeah. I know they, that was earlier, but... Just, well, they had all those... Yeah, the hanging crosses because the Necronomicon <clears throat> was there. I guess that's why all that is there. But Yeah, you can, you can put that together, but... Well, it's in, like, a vault of a bank, so that means, like, it's in some, you know... Great hall. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. In this part, right, in this part that's happened with the earthquake, I did yell at the screen, Get the pizza! Was like, they just leave that pizza, pizza huh? there? Uh, anyway... Uh, so yeah the record he's listening to the record it talks about the prayer um, after that where the heck is that 
Okay, yep. Then the ritual prayer happens. Um, meanwhile, this is going on. Uh, the mom is going down the elevator to do laundry after telling her kids to not use the phone. Yeah! Mm. I caught that, and I was like, what the heck? That's some... That's some parenting shit, I guess. <laughs> do what I say. Uh, yep, so, and that's when the evil comes in while she's going down the elevator. Because uh, you guessed it, Danny released it. Well, he did try stopping the record player. I will give him that. And it was like sticking to it. And it was kind of, it was kind of like a weird supernatural force going on there. What, oh, do, you, okay, what do you guys yeah, think yeah. about all that? No, I it, that was interesting because it was like the, you know... The fact that it already started, the ritual has started. He, you know, he couldn't miss with it. It's it's interesting throughout too how they use that those sounds coming from the record player to you know further the exposition of what's going on and what this guy had to go, what this priest had to go through and stuff like that. So this is the this is the <clears throat> elevator scene, right? Yeah, uh, talking about yeah, I'm about yeah about oh, to talk. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's literally. I was, that's what I was about to say. So he mm-hmm. plays the thing. She's going down the elevator, and the evil comes in and attacks her in the elevator. What do you have about that, Alex? You have some oh, I just I think it's a great scene. How like when she, at a certain point she's just suspended in the elevator by elevator cables, you know? Yeah, she's mm-hmm. hanging just there. A great That's scene. that hanging part. Yeah, yeah. Homage to we're always seeing the, like the trees, but this time it's something yeah. more in a modern a urban landscape. Yeah, they're doing the same. Things. Yes, the exact same thing. Yes. Especially in 2013, it's like she's hanging there. Mm-hmm. But it's there are, vines there are a lot of parallels, even though these are two very different Evil Dead movies. Yeah, yeah. Some things coincidentally came out. You know. <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, the cables attack Ellie in the elevator. Um, that's when the evil basically gets inside her. Uh, the mm-hmm. power goes out. And when it cuts back to the apartment, Ellie shows up and does the egg scene that you were talking about. Yes, well, before we get to that egg scene... hilarious. Before we get to the egg scene, look at how she's walking into the apartment, that very unnatural walking. I find that just extra creepy throughout. And the fact that she's able to just do that on her own, that, you know, that is just very cool. Um, Because, like, with the, the Deadites in this movie, like, there's just a extra amount of... I mean, the... In the 2013, yeah, they're just deadites. They're more just zombies. Yeah, they float once in a while, but you don't see those creepy, like, movements. And we see that with Ellie throughout. But, yes, going into the egg scene, I wrote down here that the camera work in this is excellent. Because you keep mm-hmm. going from the egg, you know, her bashing these bloody eggs into the pan to her face. Like, half her face um, with the kids in the background. Yeah, close. Then onto her mouth. And then back to, I found that really cool and also just very unsettling because these cool angles. And then, of course, she just threw up all the, everything on the floor. It's like, damn, that's a start. I did put down the quote, uh, one of the quotes that she says, I wanted to cut you all open and live inside of you. Yeah, when she's having talking about her dreams. So, yeah. Uh, So, yeah, after that, she kind of like freaks out and pukes up so much shit um mm-hmm. and then it she comes to and tells beth that it's inside her and to not let it take her babies uh yep and then she pukes everywhere and passes out uh they take off and another hole opens up the neighbors that's when the neighbors come out i i like how but it's everybody just on this one floor and you don't see anybody else in the rest of the apartment it's, mm-hmm. it's very isolating yes yeah people yeah. don't want to live in this building yeah 
So the neighbors come out and try to help out. Um, let's talk about the neighbors real quick. So it's an old dude. I didn't catch any of their names. I didn't. Gabriel is one of them. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, Gabriel's it, the guy who prays. Yes. And shit like that. And uh, yeah, that I think that's the younger guy that I have. Um, Ellie then, quote unquote, dies, and they mm-hmm. say a prayer for her. That, like you guys were just saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, because of the earthquakes, they are trapped on their floor. They try to use the elevator. The elevator's out. Um, what's up with the staircase? Is it is the door shut or? It, yeah, it's like they can never o- they can never open it throughout. I I don't remember. Yeah, I mean this guy right here. <laughs> it's like I'm trying to find my cat. Mm, oh yeah, I, he is looking for his. Yeah, these are. I, I'm not gonna lie, guys. I'm sorry. These are the two most uninteresting gentlemen I have ever met. Yeah, they're they're just. I know, die. I know, I know. But it's just like they're great. Man, no, they're great characters. No, you just see no. that. Okay, fair enough. He's I know. there. He may be looking for his cat, but he is only in this movie to bring a shotgun into this movie. Okay. Oh, okay. Hmm. It's astute. That's the way I look at it. Oh, and the fact that they're on the final, they're on the 14th floor. I just saw that. <coughs> and so that's why they're kind of isolated since they're all the way high up there compared to everyone else. Fuck that. Man, I don't want to live on a 14th floor. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> yep, so... Uh, Ellie dies, they say a prayer for her, and because of the earthquakes, they're trapped up on their 14th floor, as we just learned. Mm-hmm. Um, Ellie then comes back alive, and that's when shit starts to go down. Uh, she starts um, convulsing and freaking out. Eye-rolling. Tr- uh, she's burning up, they throw her into the ice bath, and that's the bathtub scene where she jumps out of the water and she's like Spider-Man up in the corner. The water is boiling and she cracks the mirror just by screaming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's uh, that's pretty intense. Yeah. No, uh, I, I do. There's, when that happens, I love how the, the, this, I don't know, the older daughter, she just drops like the laundry and just walks away. Oh, it's yeah. Like, See, there's some of the, I, and that's my it gripe. It's the second time she walked away. She's like, oh. Uh, yeah. it's that's my gripe and I know it's like they're these are younger actors but their reactions are sometimes like man if I saw my mom doing that I'd be screaming my yeah. lungs out and but just sometimes they're just it's just a lot of just blank stares and shock and which is z- fine zero action or reaction. but yeah but yeah. I never Wait. felt as connected like if you know if they showed true horror and that's my one gripe that I'll say a few times throughout is that the you know, the, especially these two. I mean, the young girl, yeah. yeah, she's a child, so, I mean, I'm not going to expect her to be Audrey Hepburn. But I don't see these two teenagers showing fear. It's always just shock, big eyes, and then they, yeah. But anyway, we'll, we'll move on. We'll, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, after the, the bathtub scene, she, Spider-Man her way out onto the ceiling and then she falls back into the tub um that's when she gets out and grabs a piece of the broken glass from the mirror that she broke just screaming mm-hmm. and she attacks beth uh that's when she stabbed her in the hand that's pretty brutal Ooh, yeah. any anytime i see a hand stabbing i'm just like no and then she calls her kids titty sucking parasites that was <laughs> wonderful <laughs> it's yeah. a very dead eye thing to say yes yeah some of that is. like she like Ellie's dead eye or her possessed self is, is is much more like she wants to play head games 
with right. their family. Like that, you didn't see that in 2013, as they were there just to kill. Right, like they didn't really care yeah. to actually torture them and play mind games. There's like a that. teensy bit more humor too with yes, the character. It's very. It's more yes. like playing with them, like uh-huh. you said, and yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And yeah. I liked that a lot. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So after she attacked Beth and stabbed her in the hand, this leads into the other attacks. Uh, she takes the tattoo gun and like oh. digs it into mm-hmm. herself. Mm-hmm. And so she she's using her own blood as the ink and tries to tattoo uh, what's it Bridget, and that's when she cuts her face with it and mm-hmm. that leads into her getting infected. And then yeah, so then the neighbors come in and they're like, "What the fuck's going on?" That's when Ellie attacks the younger guy and bites his eyeball out of his head. Spits it out, and that one Cheeto boy gets stuck in his throat, and he chokes it. it. I'm like, God damn, what the fuck just happened? That's a callback to Evil Dead, too. Oh, it is. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe I didn't catch that. Wow. Shame on me. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, the freaking eyeball scene. Um, Then (laughs) she kills all the neighbors outside the apartment while Beth watches through the people. Yeah, I find that POV of the peephole throughout is pretty yep, cool. I have it, that here too. Oh, good, yeah. And she insists, like, like I said before, she insists on just torturing her family. Like, she's, you know, officially not in their apartment. She can go anywhere and just kill anyone. Like, mm-hmm. she stays there to torture them. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. True. Mm-hmm. True. Mm-hmm. Um, the <clears throat> shot, yeah. Great, yeah. great cinematography. Yeah. But yeah, so she's outside, the apartment kills all the neighbors, um, then Bridget calls out to Danny saying that their mom looks like one of the pictures from the book, and then they get into an argument, because mm-hmm. uh, she told them, hey, don't fucking fuck with that shit. I wrote right here, it is directly Danny's fault. It is. There's yes. an argument, he's like, oh, I didn't mean to, you know. Yeah. And no, it's your fault, kid, like, you did that. You did this. And Beth has a fairly cheesy line, don't turn on each other, ever. It's a little hokey because, like, yeah, yeah. we're family to stick together. It's like I was like, oh, okay, let's move on. <laughs> but uh, yeah, after a while, uh, Bridget starts puking black shit, and freaking mm-hmm. out. that's when the, all the the black sludge or whatever comes out of her eyes, and she just pukes it out. And, um. So yeah, then the the mom's outside, like you were talking about, she's playing the head games with them. She's like saying the little lullabies mm-hmm. to the younger daughter and trying to get the younger daughter to unlock the door. And the daughter gives in and that's when she unlocks the door and, uh, Ellie tries to attack again. Um, they get the door shut again after all that. And they all settle down once more until Beth finds out that Bridget's in the kitchen and you find uh, she walks in and finds her eating Love this the glass. Scene. Love yeah, because her you know blows coming from like her mouth and eyes, and she's you know scampered up on that kitchen and eating the glass, trying to get the crunch. Oh, oh wait, hold on, mm-hmm. I have it written down. I'm trying to get the little oh crap, where did it? It's like I'm trying to get the little goobers out or something. I don't know. And then she, you see the oh, glass. She says, she says, "Remember, I don't like it when there are things in my tummy." She's oh yeah. Uh, yeah, sort of. That's part, that's part of it. Yeah, right. something like that. I don't yeah. know, but the way she says, like, Ugh, was, and then like you see the glass going through her throat as it goes down. Like, oh, uh-huh. <sighs> that was pretty cool. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it is. so yeah, she's eating glass, and then 
She then attacks Beth, and this is the cheese grater yes. is the worst Ooh, part. Yes. Oh my god, is what I said. Excellent follow-up to the wine glass. Like, ah. mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good this, part. The kitchen scene is really good. That's scene. everybody's yeah. worst fear. Oh, I don't want to use cheese graters ever. Okay. Uh, Bridget grates Beth, then runs into the kids' room where she cha- uh, charges at Cassie. Um, and this is a callback. Cassie holds out Stephanie and Bridget basically yes. runs yeah. right into it head first and stabs right. dies. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so they wrap her up and tie her up just to be safe. That's actually a smart move. Mm-hmm. Um, Beth tells Danny she wants to hear the vinyl, but the power went out because of the earthquake. But she's a guitar uh, tech. But she right. here's, here's another handy guitar tech skill. So uh. MacGyver conjure. Yeah, here we go. More bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> so she conjure. Yeah, she does something and uses it as a power source. I don't even know what the fuck she does. Right. She uh, plays a power chord. She and says, it I know how to fix that. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I'm a guitar tech. I can do this. We don't need power. <laughs> uh, that's when she listens to the record. I like this scene because she's got the the uh, noise canceling headphones on and. She can't oh, hear anything else. She the creeps moms, through the vent. Uh, yeah, so oh. flashback to the old guy looking for his cat. The cat's up in the vent. Um, possessed Ellie hears the cat in the vent and then somehow crawls into the vent and gets into the apartment. Uh, so, yeah, she's listening to the record, and it's, it's another record. It's continuing on what mm-hmm. we heard from earlier. And some priests talking about the Necronomicon and what happened after he uh, said the prayer and got and recorded all of it. I have a question for you guys right here. Mm-hmm. I think, based on the things that the vinyl says, um, confirms two small things. Just little tidbits of the Necronomicon lore. I think it confirms that it is a single demon or deadite that possesses multiple people. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think it also confirms that this is a different demon or deadite than the other Necronomicons, like from 2013. Mm. Not necessarily alternate universe, but like. It's so like each volume has a different yeah, demon associated that's, with that's, it. That's, that's oh, kind okay. of what I'm starting to pick up on. Hmm. Is although uh, these movies may be similar, there are things that totally separate them from each other. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, I did something I like that, that I was looking into earlier. Um, so, between 2013 and this one, like, the Deadites in 2013, they have the yellow eyes. Mm-hmm. And in this one, she has what, like, white She has, eyes. like, white blue eyes, white, yeah. yeah. The contrast and with her hair with is so demons. awesome. Like, oh, yeah. She's actually scary. Like, that's why I like this movie a little mm-hmm. more. Is not only is it just gory, but she is scared and intense and scary, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, um... She's listening to the record. Everyone went crazy after the prayer happened. And the priest is talking about how he had to lead all of them to the woodshed, trap them inside, and set it on fire. And then there's this quote that he put that I put down. Uh, but they danced in its flame and reveled in its burn. Ooh. Um, he also talks about how there's three Necronomicons. Uh, this is when the mom hears the cat in the ductwork and climbs up in there to sneak into the apartment. Bridget comes back alive and floats across the room again, the levitating. I like uh-huh. uh, She still has that the blanket wrapped on her, so it's kind of creepy. Um, Danny stabs her, but she pulls the knife out and stabs him back. She then pukes all over him. That's goodbye, Danny, pretty mm-hmm. much. 
uh, stabs him again, and he sets her on fire because they're in the kitchen. Yeah, he, I think the oven's on or something. Yeah, so he, he takes like the canister and. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, the mom sneaks into the room with Beth, and she can't hear anything because of the headphones she's wearing. But she then sees Ellie behind her in like a reflection of something or something like that. Uh, who then shoves her aside. She, oh, this is when she puts her fingernail That's, on the record, yeah, and yeah. like opens her mouth and plays. That was creepy. Like, I liked that. Very that trolly was, thing, right? Like it's like listen, what Lilo and Stitch should, doesn't Stitch do that? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. I think I saw Lilo that. and Stitch reference. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then that's when I will swallow your soul. Mm-hmm. Nightmare comes in. Uh, they scuttle around and Cassie tosses Beth some scissors. Oh, yeah. The little daughter uh, tosses Beth some scissors. And oof, this scene, she just stabs Ellie right through the nose. What do you, yeah. think? you guys have anything to say? It's just that one. Nose? Oh, yeah. That's the prosthetic makeup looking just excellent on there. Oh, that hurt. Um, that's when Cassie asks Beth if she's going to be a mom. Because I think Ellie is like, I'll swallow your soul. And then she hears the heartbeat of the baby mm-hmm. and says, oh, two souls. Two souls, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I also appreciate how calm both of them are trying to get out of the apartment building. I just noticed that. They're just... All right, let's go. We get again. It's out. not like my mom's killing the siblings are dead. It's just let's get out of here. I don't know. That was weird, but let's move <laughs> on. Uh, so yeah, Danny is also dead now. They leave the apartment. All the neighbors outside are dead. Um, whatever. Right? Parentheses. Arms ripped off. Dude got shot. Dude got his eyeball ripped out. Uh, it cuts to Ellie bleeding out of the nose where the scissors are. Quote unquote. I was watching this with Eric and he said, that's a nosebleed. <laughs> so I had to write that one down. Um, the Beth takes the gun out into the hall. Um, that's the neighbor's gun. And Ellie comes back out and tries to talk like she's herself uh, making Beth, you know, talking shit. The, again, the mind games. Mm-hmm. Um, Beth shoots her arm off. It's like, sweet. Mm. Uh, the old guy comes back and says, that's my gun. And <laughs> Everybody's a deadite, and besides Beth and Cassian, they all start laughing and chanting. Then here comes the dead by everybody dawn. here dies by dawn. Beth, dead by dawn. All oh, that part's cool. Dead by dawn. I just wanted to start hearing Deicide. <laughs> uh, I love this that, shot. That's when uh, Beth and was it Cassie? They get to the elevator again. Where the, the freaking elevator? I guess it's the only way, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get to the elevator where it starts to bleed out of the walls after it closes in on her. And the kid deadites uh, start ripping Ellie open. This is when they all yeah, kind of like become this one. The abomination, right? Another Oops. abomination, yeah. I guess. I'd, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, they all can join together into some sort of mos- abomination. Yeah. yeah deformed, um, spider-like abomination thing. Representing the importance of family in like the worst way possible, and the dependency of one another. I wrote down uh, the elevator is filling up with blood. Hell yeah, brother! Shining <laughs> reference. Shining reference. Yes, definitely. Big time. Uh, the monster climbs on top of the elevator and trying to get in. The cable snaps. That's when yeah, it cuts to the elevator door on the bottom floor busting open with the girls flying out in a pool of blood. And I wrote a mixture of the Matrix and Shining elevator scenes. Because mm. the door busts open 
like the explosion in the Matrix. Oh, okay. And, but mm, also, it's all the okay. blood, like, shining. Yeah. That's just what it reminded me yeah. of. Uh, <clears throat> I, had to, I had to tell myself, or I, I had thought to myself, like, if, if a pair of doors opens and you're just in a large body of water and then you just hit the ground, like, how much would that hurt? This would, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Probably a lot after all mm-hmm. the other things you just sustained. That's funny because the next thing I wrote is they somehow survive. Because <laughs> uh, they dropped from the 14th fucking floor. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, okay. Either way, they somehow survive. Uh, she looks back at the doors and they're shaped. Like the triangle cabin from the the opening scene. Did you oh, catch the that? stairs are gone. So that this the stairs are just gone, just like the bridge is gone. Okay, oh, that's why they couldn't okay. go down. Earthquake. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm, I, I didn't catch had, that. I knew you had something to do with it. Okay. Sorry, go ahead. Cheesy I just saw that. I thought it would add it to it's the right. discussion. The movie's going on in the background, but uh, so yeah, uh, it shows the elevator doors are shaped like a triangle, just like the cabin in the cold open. Um, they get to the parking garage and they get in the car and they start driving away, but it gets stuck in like one of the holes. Uh, that's when the key, the creature catches up. They manage to get the garage door open, but then it starts shutting. It's like one of those gated doors. Yeah. Uh, this one starts shutting and they run for it, but the creature snatches up Cassie. Um, like right when they get under it, Beth gets under it and Cassie's right behind her. The creature snatches her up and the door closes. That's when, uh, Beth smashes her way back in while the creature has Cassie in the back of a tree service truck, question mark. So what mm-hmm. my question is, why is there a tree service <laughs> in this parking garage in a basement parking garage? Well, I mean, I someone in worse than tree yeah, service. must work there, bro. I, yeah. yeah, they live there. Yeah. I'll tell you what it made for an awesome kill. There's yeah, a lot and of trees. Also introduce a chainsaw into the movie. And a boomstick. Double barrel shotgun. Yeah. No, that's the neighbor. Oh, well, well that was earlier, so there you <laughs> go. Boomstick and chainsaw. There. Yeah, see, like, yeah. They, I don't know. I feel like the, you gotta like have the neighbor with the boomstick, that's cool. But the, the, the tree service truck in the parking garage, just to get a chainsaw in this movie, is stretching it. In my okay, mind. yeah. No, I get that. Uh... You also, I wrote, why is this in the garage anyways? (laughs) Even though we do see it in the garage at the beginning. You see it. It's not just magically there. So there is consistency. Mm -hmm. Um, That's how we get a chainsaw in the movie. Uh, Beth manages to get the creature into the wood chipper attached to the truck and chainsaws the fuck out of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Should we compare this to the chainsaw? It's pretty similar, honestly, to 2013. Uh I found the 2013 more brutal, though. I know they have the wood chipper with this one. There's technically three people in one body. But the one in 2013, it says the way that they showed it in the shot where it's like its body, it's going limp. That felt more brutal and looked more brutal to me than this one. And I, I like the ending more on and that again, one than this one. again, it's raining blood because it's in a wood yeah. chipper. Yeah. But uh, yeah. But a motifs. lot of parallels. Oh, of course. Um, <clears throat> chainsaws the fuck out of it. They make it out, but on the way out, Beth stops to grab the chainsaw, just in case. Um, yeah. It then shows, it zooms out, and then it shows a photo of the family on the keychain inside of the car, and then it fades out. Cuts to the next morning, where someone on a lower floor tries to use the elevator, but it's not working. She's on the phone the whole time while this is happening. Uh, mm-hmm. So she walks down the stairs, even though we just saw the stairs were out. 
Never, never mind. She walks down the stairs into the garage. Just for that upper floor, I guess. Yeah, I, don't I, guess, know. I don't know. Uh, I guess there are like 15 floors. But um, she's walking down the stairs, goes into the garage, gets in her car, completely oblivious to everything around the, her until she gets in the car and she sees everything in her uh, rear view mirror. At least she's using her mirrors to back out. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when the evil enters her. And you realize it's Jessica from the beginning of the movie. So it loops back to the beginning and boom. Credits. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the movie. Boom. Yeah. So any scenes that stick out, Alex? Yeah. Um, I thought that when she's um, coming out of the bath and the water is still boiling and she cracks the mirror just by being possessed... Uh, the moment that she is basically fully possessed, right? Like, yeah, I thought that was really well done. And then mm-hmm. the eggs, when she's making the eggs, it felt very original, traditional. Evil Dead kind of campy. It's funny, in my opinion, while also be terrifying. Yeah. And then, and then, yeah, we hit all the points, basically. The peephole scene, also. That is when I was, like, first, the first time I was scared of looking at her, like, her face is hard to look at, right? Like it is really creepy. Yeah, she's like, yeah, open it's up very now. creepy. It's like, like oh, don't talk about that. Like actually scary, you know. Like compared to twenty thirteen, none of it ever scared me. You know, it's fun kills to watch at that point, but this is truly terrifying. Like look, well, look at just, her face. Yeah, the Alyssa's... contrast of the white skin and the like, like white blue eyes and then the red hair that makes for yeah a great poster. Oh, absolutely. No, she was great throughout and that's that was the saving grace for it for me just like i i just wanted to see every scene with her in it uh-huh. so it's just she was just so good mm-hmm. yeah this scene this scene is great yeah oh scenes oh you? scenes for me i'm kind of in the same boat as alex um anything with ellie in it and the mother anything that she did i just she was the most um terrifying most convincing and just yeah, what a horrifying dead eye. Yeah, this part where it's, yep. she sees, you know, her, and then she's Walks like, nope, away. I'm, <laughs> like, I'm all right, just calm. Anyway, but yeah, anything that she does, her her movements, the way she speaks, everything about it is just. Look at her. Yeah. That's scary, Terrifying. Man. 2013 didn't have anything like that. No, that, I'll, I'll give you that for sure, because like, it's just, this is what makes the movie is her. Um, if it was, if she wasn't in this could have been, yeah, a completely different movie. But anything that she was in, so the egg scene, um, when she is in the hallway, you know, interacting with them, that's, I just find that very cool. And when she's doing, you know, when she's going throughout the house, doing the eeny, meeny, miny, mo, and just all these little, like, kid games, mother, motherhood, like, playing on tropes of motherhood as a demon deadite, it's very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, I wrote cheese grater. Cheese grater. Um, The whole scene, uh, while Beth is listening to the record, the sound design is really awesome. And the blood-filled elevator were the three things that I wrote. Yes. Performances from actors that stick out, definitely Alyssa Sutherland as Allie. Um, She is really good as the lead dead-eyed. Again, like you were saying, just how she looks, how she walks, how she acts, everything. Yeah. Uh, And the older sister, Beth, um, played by Lily. What's the last name? 
Lily. Lily Lilliford. Lily. What? No. <laughs> Lily Sullivan. Ah. Alyssa Sutherland and Lily Sullivan. I'm confusing it for a bit, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're both they're both good, in my opinion. Yeah. What What about you guys? Do you have any specific performances? Actors. We, hit, we hit those points, man. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, this is great. Mm-hmm. Kevin, you want to talk about some of the, the gore? And the- oh, yes. Oh, I mean, we've, we've talked a lot about, like, with the cheese grater, with the eating of the glass, with the lots of stabbiness, just like in the 2013. <laughs> Evil Dead loves the stabbiness. Eyeballs. Um, stab. Oh, yeah. And the, the tattoo needle to the face. Um, just the brutalization of the neighbors in the hallway. Um, yeah, the gore is just brought up to another level yet again. Um, I just, I mean, especially like what happens to the, in like the, you know, burning from the, the fire there from the kitchen and just some very inventive kills like this one we're watching right now with the tattoo needle. I was like, Oh, it was hard for me to watch that part. Um, very, very unique. Um, because you could just, the makeup effects of, Ellie yeah. is just fascinating to me and how they made the deadites look in this. I think they were the most sinister they've ever looked mm-hmm. for sure. Um, yeah. But now let's go into overall feelings, Alex, what your overall feeling about this. Um, yeah. So I said it before that I prefer this movie a little bit over mm-hmm. the last one that we talked about. I think this one's more creative. The music is much more present and dynamic and more musical hmm. versus just enhancement of moments. Like in 2013, more so sound effects than actual music. Okay. Um, and I, like, yeah, I really appreciate the change of scenery. They've tried to do something different here, a different character dynamic. It's a family now. Um, and they're just trying to survive. Like, yeah, there's a, it takes a little bit of suspension of disbelief. Like, oh, you know, the, the earthquake took out the stairs. Don't go down the elevator. Oh, well, they do it anyways. But it's made up for it with the, uh, the feeling of isolation on the top floor of the apartment for me. Like they are alone up there and mm-hmm. that's what they have to deal with while this. And yeah. And then her performance right now, I'm, I'm kind of stuck watching her cause she's just, she's crazy and she's killing it. Um, I like this movie a lot. I compared to the original trilogy, probably not even fair. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's more akin to evil dead one than any of them, obviously. But just like that, yep. That's it, yep. Evil Dead 2 right there, yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, I, so when I first watched this and after hearing about it years ago and being excited about it and going, finally seeing it in theaters, I was slightly disappointed. But then watching it again for the podcast, I had more fun with it. Yeah, I think. Like, I don't, I was just like, I've waited 10 years and <clears throat> this is it. I don't know. I found myself in the middle of the movie hoping it gets better, and then it did get better. Uh, yeah. But I like it more now than I initially did. Yeah, I am I liked it. I just, for me, the thing that took me out of it, there's just times it took me out of it, which I was like, that's unfortunate because she's doing such a great job, and we see these kids, yet again, look, they're just staring, there's not much. I just never felt frightened for them. Um, but I think they're trying to just like, they're all just yeah. trying to stick it out for their mom, you know? Of course. No, I, I, and I, I could understand that. I think 
I, I appreciate so many great, so many things this film does, but there's too many times where I'm just like, isn't anyone going to be like screaming or scared here? Because I'd be, that's for sure. I was more scared than the people in the actual movie. Well, they don't but... know what's going on. Oh, okay, know? okay, yeah, no, I know, I know. I'm sorry, I'm defending. No, 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 no. Yeah. it's okay, and that's right. and that's just my thing. Is like I liked it. It's just I'd there was times screaming. where I, yeah. <laughs> I just was taken out of it. Sure, when you see that, when you just, like ah. Gabriel, you could just see his yeah, right there. Yeah. Now, this part's cool. Then you would scream, you yes, the, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. At least like a holy fuck, right? She, yeah, like Beth, nothing. Oh, but then she <laughs> just gets blasted. Yeah, no, that the POV of that is cool, but I did like it. I just with the twenty thirteen, I just, I just preferred a bit more. Maybe because I just like the old formula. I don't know. Sure. Sometimes I like new stuff. I really do. Trust me. But I have an outlying opinion. I, I, I yeah. understand that. Mm-hmm. Well, let's we just get into the sound. So uh, uh, the only one thing. So neither oh, of yep. you, I guess, knew the LCD sound system song. It's <laughs> "Dance Yourself Clean." Oh. I don't know. I knew the song before, and like it came in loud as fuck when he's mm-hmm. jamming it on the record player. I like that part. Um, but the rest of the music is by Stephen McKeon. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin, what do you you wrote this? Yeah, down. I um, see. I know we talked a little bit about like with this music. Um, you, Alex, felt that it was a it, it fit the film a bit more. Like it was more orchestral at times. Or I I put that too. Um, you know, chaotic strings, dissonant voices. I always really liked that, especially when it built tension. Um, I thought it was more minimalist than the last one. Um, it, there wasn't as many orchestral parts, but when it did come through it, because I do like that piano riff from the uh-huh. 2013, and that there wasn't yeah. really a motif that came through a lot in this, but that when it did come, though, it, was, it worked out perfectly. Speaking of that, with sound design, um, Peter Albrechtston and... Make the creating of the deadite voices, and I appreciate just how gnarly the stabbings and guttings and beatings sounded. It just was extra crunchy and gross, and the squelching, the squelching, and the squishing, <laughs> and the kishing, and the, all the that. Things. And the and yeah, this scene where they play the the record, that that excellent. booming is excellent. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for actors, um, obviously Lily Sullivan, who plays the main hero, Beth, Alyssa Sutherland, best part, just great. Gabriel Eccles and Morgan Davies as Bridget and Danny with Nell Fisher as Cassie. Um, yeah, and this is what, six-year-old? She did a great job. So I, I look forward to seeing her in other movies. Um, for crew, cinematography, David Garbett did the cinematography, did a wonderful job, especially with such an enclosed space. You always felt like you were maneuvering around the room. It was, even though it's a small apartment, it, it feels op- more wide open and stuff. Um, I just thought that was unique, especially the hallway shot scenes and, of course, the POV from the um, peephole. Um, very cool. Brian Shaw was the editor, and a huge shout-out to the costume design of Sarah Voon, prosthetic makeup of Jason Kim and Taylor Dougherty. I guess they're all related. It's cool. And lastly, Darcy O'Brien, special effects. Because um, those killings and the... It was just extra brutal and some of that gnarly stuff. Um, Brinsley Compton and her team did the special effects as well, so a huge shout-out to the visual effects artists for both of these movies. Um, really stuck out for me on this one. Yeah. The director, Lee Cronin, is pretty new guy from Dublin, Ireland. Oi, Ireland. He directed mostly short films until his movie, The Hole in the Ground, has nothing to do with Hobbits. 
in 2019. I looked it up. Two points for one episode. Most of his shorts were exclusively played in film festivals. His third one, Ghost Train, won the Melier d'Argent for Best European Fantastic Short Film. His film, The Hole in the Ground, premiered at Sundance and received high praise as a new up-and-coming director. And the very next movie was this one. So, since he's relatively new, there's no, like... There's no, like, style that comes throughout. But he was obviously heavily influenced by Sam Raimi. In a interview, he said that he was thrilled to be a part of the Evil Dead um, franchise. And some of these these shots, the way that he films certain scenes, you can ev- obviously tell, like, he brings back that Sam Raimi-esque approach. Um, yeah. So when was the movie released, sir? When it... Or where, when, all that. When did it come out in... Another April movie, right? It's yeah, April. April mm-hmm. This year. Yeah. Um, it released here in the U.S. of A. And you got down Ireland and New Zealand, too. Yeah. So, uh, alternate names for the movie. Evil Dead Now. I think I remember seeing that, too. <laughs> Sounds like a like phone Right game. now. Run out. Dead Now. I'm glad they went with Rise. Um, budget and box office so it had a budget of 12 million dollars and grossed 146 million worldwide I think they made it over a little bit I think All they right. did it uh, this one actually this one has a higher Rotten Tomato score um, compared to the last one it mm-hmm. is 84% from critics and 76% from the audience and you can watch it now it's basically mostly streaming on Max um, or if you have it. I don't understand why Amazon Prime is like if you have a subscription to max you could watch it on prime it's like you're still watching on max oh. and stuff right yeah. but uh you could either rent it or buy it on certain sh- uh, streaming services too like amazon prime or you could buy a physical copy of it mm-hmm. uh so we'll just go on to the rating system um kill it watch it or buy it all right buy it buy it absolutely great movie mm-hmm. what about you dustin i get it. well I'm a completionist, so I gotta buy it because I have all the other ones. Ah, there you go. But at least watch it. That's for sure. At least watch it. Okay. Um, I'm in. Yeah, I'm in the. I'm in the watch it for sure. Um, I I enjoyed my time with it. I will like to revisit it and see. I mean, it's. I did enjoy it, but maybe now that talking to you guys and getting a little different perspective, I might enjoy it more. Um, but seriously, this right here, like Ellie. As a Jedi, they should just bring her back again. Cause that's just that's, that's scary, that's, right? That, yes, that right there. I'm like, <laughs> just more of that, please. All of it, all of it. So, all right. But uh, so yeah, I guess that'll be it mm-hmm. for the Evil Dead uh, 2013 and Evil Dead Rise. Um, you can follow me on Letterbox at Spooky402, and we get it. We gotta get it. Yeah, Letterbox at Hedge Knight. 227 but we also have our own letterbox which we will be well we'll have created prior to these episodes being released it'll be hfmm podcast um and that's also our email so hfmm podcast at gmail.com you can email us if you have um you know some ideas of movies you want us to cover or if you just want to chat about certain movies or have questions or have uh, notes on something maybe we missed in an episode or like, hey, actually, you said this wrong because some of these Uruguayan directors and some of these actress and actors' names, sometimes we screw them up. So well, it'd be I good to know the... things all the time. 
I'm yeah, sorry. yeah. Okay, you get. It. Um, okay. Alex, can we find you anywhere in, in the internet world? I know I Indeed. convinced you to get a letterbox, but you're not. As yeah, savvy on it. Uh, I'm not as savvy on letterbox. Um, you can follow or you can like my band's profile hey. on Facebook. Yeah. Keeper Vinsmith. What are we four two? Is that the handle on on Instagram? Keeper Vinsmith four two. Yes, it is. Boom. There you go. Uh, my name's Alex Barker. <laughs> don't add me on Facebook. He slaps the bass. <laughs> he slaps the bass. You say don't follow me on Facebook. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so go ahead and um, subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. Mm-hmm. And wherever you listen to your podcast, give us a five-star review or at least four stars or maybe three or... No, five t- stars. Nothing us, less. Tell us to fuck yeah. off. Tell us to fuck Six off. Six stars out of five. I'll, yeah. tell you, I'll tell him to fuck off. Yeah. We also will have an Instagram um, so make sure to follow us on that. We'll also have a Facebook page where you can leave your comments and telling Dustin to fuck off too. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> this seems to be a thing now. No, no, no. Of course not. You're just going to tell us how much you enjoyed the show and you're going to follow both our bands, Keeper of Vinsmith and Ungoliant. You're going to be like, wow, these guys really rip. Metal. Yeah, of course. Metal, metal. too. Um, that's everything. That's it. Is, what, are we, what are we covering next? What are we covering? I mean, I don't know anything. Oh, okay. Uh, well, we are covering. Uh, um, we are uh, at this moment yeah. in the middle of uh, our 1960, 1960 part. Part two. Two is what I guess we're probably going to do next. Psycho and Peeping Tom. I'm not sure if it's going to come out after this. I don't know. We're still. So, to be honest. Oh, boy. Here we go. We've pre recorded a lot of stuff. We came prepared. Mm-hmm. And I hope you enjoy it. This has been the Horror Flicks and Music Mix Podcast.